Hey kids, welcome to another edition of Conspire A Theory. I have with me a special guest, Leslie. Leslie, how's it going? It's going great. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. Let's see, I've been trying to get you on my show for like, what, two years now? Just about two years. <laughs> oh my God, you're finally on. I'm and excited. You and me, we just got done with our first day of Alien Con. In Dallas. What did you think? It was quite amazing. It's like seeing your favorites from Ancient Aliens, the TV show on History Channel, just but right in front of you, just all the people from the show, just right there in front of you. It's pretty breathtaking. <laughs> so pretty much Alien Con is primarily put on by A&E, the presenters of Alien Con, so it's their thing. As well as History Channel, yes. Yeah, and, and History Channel. So it's their their thing. And a lot of, although the, a lot of the guests are very, you know, alien, ancient astronaut um, Theorist, centric, yeah. It does have, uh, uh, what I saw in the marketplace was a lot of people from all over the map. Mm-hmm. But it's in the more, if I would guess, the woo type of, of camp. There was a lot of, uh, everything from, uh, Bigfoot, um, trackers to, um, cryptozoology people to, um, any, some spirituality and new age stuff to, um, remote, rocks and minerals and crystals. Remote viewing, astral projection, all that good stuff. A bunch of, a bunch of really cool um, off-the-wall topic. I'll probably get into a lot better. I would have to say, I really had no idea what to expect. I've never been mm-hmm. to that convention center before. The closest that I've gotten was I was here for... I came to the Regency for Furrier Fiesta like last year. And so I was coming into a familiar hotel, but the event's not at the hotel. It's at the, at the uh, convention center, which is just a two-block walk. But in this heat, this is a really long two blocks. And the convention center is huge. There, there are several floors on it, and there, there could be better signage. <laughs> yeah, I mean, when when we went in, I'd have to say it was a very tight layout. They weren't using the entire thing. Thank goodness. But what they did use, they used very well. Yes. I had no idea what to expect. Like I said. But apparently this is a panelist con. Yes. This is more, you come here for the panels. Like mm-hmm. I think uh, with most traditional comic cons, you go for the marketplace. You go for the dealer's den. You go, you go to for the guests. buy stuff. Yeah. Like they, they don't care about panels at comic cons. Not as much now. At anime, it's at anime cons, it's a 50-50. Mm-hmm. Dealers, artists, and then like the rest is just panels, panels, panels. With this, it's primarily panels and they're all big Panel. Big panels. They're very professionally done. This is not the ask an anime character where a bunch of high schoolers are sitting up um, at a, at a stage with microphones, just you know, talking away on the microphones about random things. No, <laughs> this is these are professional working people. Um, people have traveled the world twice over, three times over, and they know they know their stuff. They know they can answer a hard question on the dime. They they and they're also willing to um just sit there and share their experiences with you. This is a very if you if you're here you know exactly what you're getting into. With um I would have to say a lot of the people at first it seems like it was pretty scarce like oh where's everybody? And then I walked into a panel room it's like oh this is where everybody's at. <laughs> They're in the panel rooms. Yeah, when you I was at a time where I was in the Alien Con marketplace or the dealers room and um the dealers room is like empty and I was like where is everybody and then all of a sudden I realized oh everybody's at panels and then finally I could tell when a panel let out because open the doors and then in comes like you know 50 100 people just walk in the doors into the dealers room because I'm like okay that panel obviously just got out so <laughs> Yeah. I would have to say from what I've seen of the other crowds there 
you know, the the, the marketplace is probably the the smallest, the smallest. place, mm-hmm. but it's like with with all the the that's where people go to get money to get autographs to buy things you know in in my opinion maybe they should have made that area a little bit larger mm-hmm. yes but seeing as how you know most of the people are spending like uh, a large percentage of their time in the panels mm-hmm. you know maybe maybe that was a good choice but then uh, i don't know we'll see how it works out on fr- on saturday but now, as far as the guests, was there anyone here in particular that you came to see specifically? I came to see Giorgio A. I'm going to probably butcher his poor last name. I think it's Sukalos, Sukalos, Giorgio A. Sukalos. He is basically the living aliens meme. So <laughs> if you have been on the internet in the past t- 10, 20 years, there's, an, there's a meme going around where it's this guy with crazy wackadoo hair. And he's got his hands up in the air and he's kind of squinting and it just says aliens or I don't know, therefore aliens. That <laughs> yeah. is the guy that I was just most excited to meet. He is one of the producers on Ancient Aliens and um, he basically is one of their heads, um, their faces of the face of the show. He's um, one of their theorists there. Um, yeah, he's the, definitely the meme, a main attraction there. Yeah, the meme pretty much made him a breakout star, mm-hmm. so to speak, that he's become pretty much the, An face, icon, yeah. the face of Ancient Aliens. And and I guess that's sort of you know pretty cool you know it's it's he's this walking living meme, you know like like I like I'm not saying it was aliens but it was aliens <laughs> that guy that guy. And then and, another head, headliner I wanted to see was uh, David Childress. Um, he's basically also known as like the real life Indiana Jones. Hmm. Um, he is a um, he, he's a, an expert on ancient civilizations and um he has been he's the one who's definitely traveled all over the world too as well as Giorgio um he's written over 20 books he's he's been featured in world explorer and all kinds of different stuff um he definitely knows his civilizations and ancient um ancient peoples and so he's also one of the main guests that I came to see today as well yeah, yeah, that's he's he's the Bigfoot guy, and that's funny. When we went up to his table, he was such a pleasant guy to talk to. Um, was it? I think you were telling him that you don't have Bigfoots in. Oh your, in no, your... the wrong. That's the wrong guy. This is that's a different guy. Oh, but, okay. Yeah, but there is another. There is another guy here who I didn't know was going to be here, and he's um he's a an author of uh, Jeff his, Mel- Meldrum. Yes, Mel- Jeff Meldrum. Mel- that was the guy who I was talking oh, to. Okay, yeah, that's he right. Is I got them a, big, a Bigfoot expert. Um, that was really cool to see a cryptozoologist and someone who's been hunting big, not hunting with like a bow and arrow, but <laughs> he's been tracking down Bigfoot sightings and stuff. And he's also been on History Channel too as well. So that was really cool. And I was telling, um, what Chris mentioned was when I was at his table, I mentioned when I was living in Hawaii, um, we don't have Bigfoot in Hawaii. And one of the things about Bigfoot is he's spotted all over the world except Hawaii. In Hawaii, we have little people called menehune, which kind of translates to almost like little little elf person, but they're kind of they're kind of like shorter than hobbits, but and, and they uh, kind of wear traditional ancient Hawaiian clothing, um, not even clothing really, just like little loincloths, and they have little big feet, and they just kind of they're like the little tiny people of the, the little wild wilderness people. So that's like, what we like have in, in Hawaii. the Moana movie. Yes, like in <laughs> Moana, <laughs> picture like the size of Lilo from Lilo and Stitch, but. You know, just kind of just just kind of living in the wild. Uh, I love that movie. That's such a good movie. Um, let's see. So, Stitch would fit right in an <laughs> Alien Con. 
<laughs> he'd probably destroy half of it by accident, <laughs> but yeah, he would. <laughs> yeah. The, so what did you think about the, the dealer's den then? Did, Cause there was like a lot of really cool stuff. I wasn't, I wasn't expecting this to be a place where I go to buy stuff, but there was a lot of stuff to look at and, and get. It was, yeah. It surprised me that I wasn't expecting. Well, like I said, meeting the, the, the guy for like, here's, you walk into the dealer's room, you don't expect to meet somebody who's literally been on the history channel in the dealer's room selling his book and autographing his book. And it was, I actually ended up buying the book. I didn't think I was going to buy it, but. Um, I was gonna buy it for twenty dollars, and then they said, "Well, if you buy it for thirty dollars, you get a free T-shirt and a bag." I'm like, "Wait, what?" <laughs> so you get That's a crazy. T-shirt and a bag for ten extra dollars? Okay, sure. Yeah, and then so he autographed that. it there too. And usually at Comic Con, when you do autographs, they usually charge extra for something autographed. Yeah, yeah. Tell me about the prices. So yeah, the price for thirty dollars for a T-shirt, bag, and thick book. I'm not talking like this is a really hefty book, and also there's like. There's there's imagery in the book too as well, and it's a nice size. It's not one of those books um, that's tiny where all the print is like illegible to read. You're just kind of trying to read it, and it's all itty bitty print, and there's no photos. And for something that's so um, f- about evidence, you want to see the photos. You want to see the you know this the like Bigfoot casts, and you want to see you know you see the what this artists have seen and some of the sightings. So to have photos in the book was also excellent too as well. So yeah. that was a really well reasonably priced. And same with the um, same with the photo ops too. I was uh-huh. looking. I again Comic Con. I'm used to spending yeah, 100, yeah. 200 dollars yeah, exactly. on one photo and no autographs and stuff. But this stuff usually, I think the most expensive maybe was seventy five for a photo. That's um, unreal. That but it was. But it, but the cool thing today, was also they also unreal. had full backdrops though it wasn't just oh i'm standing behind a green wall or whatever they had a full alien con backdrop which was really neat and Hmm. wolf studios shout out to wolf studios (laughs) um i've worked with uh, not worked with them but i've i've done photo ops with them before and they are professional they are fast they're efficient they um they're if you blink in a photo they will allow you to retake that photo they want you to have the best experience going through this Hmm. and so they they know how to you know get crowds through and and take care of the crowds really well so i'm really glad that wolf photography was doing the photos for the photo ops that's cool now the panels themselves how many did you go to I went to just, a, I think I went to two or three, um, but um, they were the the big hour long panels. So I went to the huge, I was, all my panels were in the main stage room and that was the giant room. And literally the whole room was pretty much filled with chairs. Exactly. And everybody I mean. was in that room. Like mm-hmm. it, there are only like a few open seats. Um, and that's another thing. I think some of the prices for the alien con tickets were a little expensive, but like, to me, I just got the normal Explorer Pass, but they had, like, the super fancy Galactic Pass or whatever. Now, if you want to sit closer to see some of the panels, then go ahead and pay that extra, you know, a couple hundred dollars for it. But a lot of times, I mean, the stage was br- bright enough that you could see everybody clearly, and, the, and they were mic'd well. There was no sound issues whatsoever. Like, at some of these Comic-Cons and stuff, you go to, and you're like, I can't hear a thing, and or they're speaking way too close to the microphone, and it kind of has that feedback. No, the, everything was the sound, the the um the way they were presented on the stage, everybody could see, everybody could hear, um, just really, really professionally yeah, done. I remember going to one panel, and it was in the main stage, and I was all the way in the back because I got in late. And you could see and hear. And I could see and hear everything. It was it was really good. What um, even if you're getting just a regular basic entry, 
you pretty much get everything. You do. And if you want to get autographs and stuff like that, you can you yeah, can, you can buy the package them, yeah. there. Yeah. Um, if you want to go ahead and get all that extra stuff with the galactic, you know, that's the, you know, I'm going to put in more. I'm going to rub elbows with, with people and stuff like that. Yeah. If you want to get that and they have like special restricted areas for that. Yeah. I think for, they have a whole like, yeah. um, lounge or something. Or something whatever. like that. And it's like, yeah, you can get that if you want, but to get the whole experience, you, you, you really don't need it. No, you really don't need it either. And, um, the cool thing is though, you, either way, you still get, you get to talk with the people, interact yeah. with the people. It's really, really neat. Yeah, you pretty much, it depends on, on, on how you want to do it, but you can pretty much get everything no matter what package you get. So, no one's going to be left out. No, nobody will be left out. And the cool thing is, um, these people, they're, they're, they're wanting to talk to you. And that's the one cool thing about the panels is when I was in one of the panels, they brought up the fact that we listen to the audience. We want to know what the audience wants. We take suggestions from the audience for our future shows. We want to know, we'll run it by the producers. Hey, do we have a story here? Let's, oh, we do. Let's run with that. So they are very much engaged and involved with the people. Yeah, that's that's very cool. Now, speaking of stories, you have some of your own stories as I well. I do, I <laughs> do. So I have an interesting story. I'm going to start out with the one about my cat. Um, uh, just not necessarily not necessary paranormal, but not necessarily an ordinary story. Now you're going to say, "Oh, crazy cat girl." Yes, I am. <laughs> I, yes, I am a very crazy cat owner. But this was an interesting story. I have a very playful kitten. She's two years old. Um, and she, yes, she still acts like a kitten. Um, but she, I try to, I've trained her to the point where I've tried to put her down for bedtime. I know putting a cat in bedtime, that, that's, that's kind of unheard of. Kids, cats, they do their own thing. They go to bed when they want to. But no, she has bedtime and that's usually when I go to bed. And so I turn out the lights. I close the bedroom door to my room so she settles down. Because the first time that we let her have free roam of the house during the night, it was a disaster. We could hear crashes throughout the night. We could hear her bell jingling and she's running up and down the stairs. It was just a disaster. So I've trained her to mostly sleep through at least half of the night in my room. And then I'll open the door and let her out and she'll go sleep somewhere else um, for the rest of the night. But anyway... So there, she has this bracelet. Um, actually, it was one of my rubber bracelets that I would wear. And you can get these rubber bracelets like a Hot Topic or, you know, any other place um, that sells like the rubber bracelets that go mm -hmm. to like a band or anything. Yeah, um, yeah. A lot of times conventions will hand out the rubber bracelets. I think it actually was a Crunchyroll bracelet um, <laughs> that I got at an anime convention. Anyway, yeah. she loves playing with those. She bats them around my room. Anyway, so I woke up in the middle of the night. I was in bed and I could, I could hear a commotion. And I was like, okay, this is definitely the cat she playing with the rubber bracelet at something like three in the morning and i look over my shoulder and, and i look over i kind of roll over and i look down at the ground over my shoulder and there's leia and she's she looks right up at me and she's got she's got her paw out and the bracelet's right there so obviously she, she was like caught like oh i got caught while play, making a big commotion playing with the bracelets and i was like leia it is bedtime mommy wants to go to sleep come up and you know come lay down and i was just like it is bedtime and then i roll over and i'm back on my bed on my back and i kind of flop my arms out because i'm just kind of exasperated at this point and my arm hits something something warm and fuzzy and i turn around and my cat leia she's on the bed with me hmm. and i look on the ground and it's gone like just now was I had the no, bracelet still there. The bracelet was still there, but she was gone. And mm. I was like, there's no way she, I would have, I would have felt her like she's on the bed. I would have felt her jump off or jump or jump on the bed 
but there's no way. And so um, yeah, she's not she's not that fast. Yeah, she's, she's no fast, fat. but she yeah she's no fast, fat but she's not that fast. fast. Yeah. So that was a really odd, interesting um, uh, story that that I've, I've had. And to this day, I can't figure out if um, if it was a shapeshifter of some sort. Um, I, I, I talked to a friend who's um, very open-minded spiritually, and um, she knows a lot about the paranormal. And she said she thinks the cat maybe was astro projecting herself. Hmm. Um, I felt no ill will from this, you know, mystery cat, and it was Leia. It really, it looked exactly like my cat, so I felt no ill will yeah, it, from this. It looked this. like her, but it felt like her too. Yeah, like, and it like felt like her. Yeah, you felt mo- like her? yeah, okay. and it felt like her. And she did a no, whole little no doppelganger. No, yeah, there's no okay. ill will. There's no doppelganger. It was nothing. In Nothing malice, um, no malice from it. Mm-hmm. Just like, oh, I got caught playing with the bracelet. I should, you know, mom, you know, mommy's mad and she, I should be in bed. But it, there's no ill will. But the funny thing is, like, when I bumped my cat, when I when I flopped back in the bed and bumped her, it's like I woke her up. Like, and and then all of a sudden I looked over and the cat, the, the image is gone. So it might have been. I feel like my cat was maybe astro projecting in her sleep. Maybe in a dream of some sort that she was, maybe she was dreaming she was playing with the rubber bracelet. Hmm. Because you know how sometimes animals dream about different things and you'll see a dog like kicking in his sleep. Yeah. Or my cat will, she'll be like, her little paws will start moving and you can tell they're dreaming about something. Yeah. Um, yeah animals exactly. do dream. You know, I think um, a lot of people kind of just, oh no, they don't. Yes, they do. They do dream. <laughs> I've seen Leia. I've seen her. I've, I've heard her meow in her sleep. She, she's dreaming about something. So that's, that was a weird story. Hmm. Yeah, and then there was another one where I guess you saw some dark figures or something like that. Yeah, now um, there's in um, the paranormal community there. There's different things. There's um, different occurrences. There, they kind of happened to both at once. So I don't quite know if it was one thing or if it was two things at once. Um, there's these beings or entities called shadow people. From what my friend has told me, that they are usually comprised of like soot and dust, and um, it, they basically are like a more scary form of the little dust bunnies from my neighbor Totoro. Yeah, like, like I've the heard full, them described the as full shapes though of yeah. humanoids, but they're mostly made of grime and soot and dust. Mm-hmm. Now, one explanation was it could have been a shadow person, and because next door they had a fire pit, and my friend said they are definitely shadow people are linked to ash and soot and dust and if they had a fire pit next door that could be one explanation Mm -hmm. but it was in the corner of my room and that kind of like alarmed me and woke me up um and another instance i don't i can't quite remember if it was the same night that it happened or not or for two separate nights i don't remember because i was still kind of halfway asleep another instance was um i felt a presence that i wasn't alone and i remember looking outside and i'm on the second story um and seeing three dark shapes in the window and they kind of faded out and it was um two a medium one a small one and a tall one in the middle and that they're very long and gangly. It, they looked it looked like the classic outline of what you would call the gray aliens, the grays. Mm-hmm. Um, but they weren't. One, only one of them was like the typical gray size, which is small. Um, they do say that there can be elite grays who are taller. Mm-hmm. Um, or, or they can say it's a whole other species of grays. There's, there's a lot of different theories yeah, out there about why the, the outline, right? I saw the outlines, the shadows of them, and then they kind of faded. 
and and um it was almost like the the window was illuminated like it was lit and then the then they the shadows kind of as they moved away it's like it the light kind of dissipated you saw them, them in the well. window not from the window i saw them i looked out the window and i saw the shadow outline of them so it's like they're like, outside like, my window like they're like they're on the lawn or just outside the window just out that's the weird thing is again i'm on the second story so that's another weird thing it's like i saw them like they were literally like it's like they're standing outside my window oh, okay. but right. but this is the second story so they'd have to be like hovering hmm. outside my window and then that light faded and then they faded too as well so i don't know if they were suspended in some kind of tractor beam from a ufo and then they just kind of disappeared with the ufo or i have no idea it was really it was really it kind of creeped me out it was a little much <laughs> but it was yeah, like the, especially because i'm on the second story i'm yeah. just like what is this the first time the first instance that you saw the the soot people yeah usually whenever i hear um shadow people it's always described as an outline that's darker than the, than the darkness around them exactly that's what it was so it was dark already in my room yeah. but it was um but it was darker than the dark if that makes sense mm-hmm so and it was kind of blurry. It looks like a little kind of like you had fuzzy glasses on. You're kind of looking through that, yeah, so and it wasn't even necessarily a full outline of a full human either. It was a full was this, like it was a head and like a body, but you couldn't t- quite tell where the arms were. So it was really yeah. interesting. Was this doing anything? Or it was just in the corner, and it I it just it was just it that one. I had a very uneasy feeling. Like yeah. I don't know. Um, what were you doing? I was in bed. I was asleep, and then I just woke up in bed because I felt okay. Something's I just felt wrong. Something just felt wrong. I've heard mm-hmm. different things about shadow people. I've heard some of them say they're more like, like I've been, I've heard them described as sticky spirits. Like they kind of like stick unless, um, especially if there's a lot of dirt and grime around and different stuff. And I'm not going to lie. My room is a mess. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, but, um, I, you know, I did a full, like we got rid of old furniture cleaned up in, in that particular corner. Um, and I haven't seen that, things since so um i think maybe doing the full cleaning of that area of the room may have helped and the people next door moved away who used to do the burning outside of in the fire pit now they did have new neighbors who moved in but i haven't heard or smelled them doing a fire pit anything next door so um like i said i haven't had any more experiences with that so that's good hmm that's interesting. You've heard of like other shadow type entities like the hat man and stuff like that? I actually haven't. What's the hat man? Oh, the hat man. He's like, uh, I guess he's like an elite type of, huh. of shadow man. Except the thing is, is like, I he guess. like an Abraham Lincoln hat or something? Yeah. Well, he's supposed to like wear like a, not like a, like a top hat, like, like a sort of a, a, a wide brim hat. Huh. And he. The ghost with style. Yeah, but he's more of a of a most of the stories I've heard where he's more of a menacing presence. That oh, like oftentimes okay. the other shadow people like cower away from him. Oh wow! That he's like the big bad, like the boss huh. character huh. type of thing. I guess he would get along with Slenderman since they're <laughs> both like fancy things. Slenderman in his fancy suit, and this guy in his fancy hat. <laughs> Yeah, um, as far as the shadow people, I, I really haven't, I haven't met too many people that have had experiences, but yeah. I've run into like, you know, listening to other shows, there are a lot of experiences out there, and they're usually the, the, the same, such as, the same type where it's like, I'm sleep, I'm sleeping or something like that, I wake up, I see something in the corner, or I see them as I'm, 
either with a coupled with a sleep paralysis episode. Now, yeah, see, I don't have sleep paralysis. Yeah. That was something that I, th- I thought at first. Well, maybe the sighting of the three beings outside my window was sleep paralysis, but it wasn't because I, f- I fully remember that even like my cat's ear like flicked like she was sleeping but it flicked like she heard something like it was like like you know how animals ear will turn a certain way when they hear something Mm -hmm. like just like she heard something and it wasn't just me rustling the sheets no she like turned her ear toward the window like she heard something so i don't know if there could have been a high-pitched noise that i couldn't hear but maybe she could hear i have no idea Hmm. Yeah, I wonder about that type of stuff. But whatever it was, I didn't. I felt more uneasy around the shadow person than I did around these three beings. Now, was it a little? Was it scary? Yeah, but I didn't feel as I felt afraid, but I felt not afraid at the same time with those three beings. So I felt discomfort, a little unease, but I also felt not scared. It was a really weird feeling. It was kind of both at the same time. But whatever it was. um you know, I've heard tale that dogs will bark or whatever. Um, we had a really, really loud, crazy dog next door, and that dog wasn't barking. And that dog barked at everything. So if th- if there was aliens, whatever, they had a calming. And my cat, she didn't move at all. There was some kind of effect that yeah. they may have calmed down well, that's the creatures. That's something that, that because in the previous episode, I had interviewed Venus, and she had an experience where where she felt like she was she was taken mm. um she didn't her memories were fuzzy but she remembers like like seeing the outline of a gray mm-hmm. in her television yep. Yep. and um but she recalls is that her boyfriend she tried to wake him up but he wouldn't wake up mm. type of thing and i'm wondering like whatever whatever thing that they used to to tranquilize everyone else yes to to sort of nullify everyone yeah, I wonder else if it works like, in animals too as yeah well. i wonder if it 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 seems to like work really good on everyone else, but the person that they but the want. person that that they want, and yeah. I don't know if that's you know maybe I'm just open speculation. Are they? Tr- is there a reason why they don't completely knock out the, some of the people that they take, and instead just wipe their memories? Mm-hmm. Well, I was watching. I like a lot of alien TV shows, obviously, and I like mm-hmm. a lot of alien movies. Well, and one of the movies. Is actually kind of a terrifying movie because it reminded me a little bit of my situation, and that's the movie called Dark Skies. Hmm. Um, but one of the guys that they go see later about what all the alien encounters that they have, and he says, basically, who they choose, he's like, there's nothing special about you. He's like, I hate to break it to you, but your house and your family wasn't chosen because you're some special miracle person or anything. He goes, they just choose us at random. He goes, think of it as lab mice. They, the, the mouse doesn't know who's being chosen and who's not. We, the scientists will randomly just select a mouse from this, from the bunch of mice that they have and then experiment on that mouse. And then that's, you know, the results. They just choose at random who they want. There's no particular rhyme or reason. Now, some people do say, think the opposite. Some people do think they're chosen for a mm-hmm. reason. Yeah. So oftentimes, I think you can go either way. Yeah. Oftentimes I'll hear stories and then it'll start out with this, like one, uh, remarkable encounter, you know, like, Oh, I experienced this or I saw this thing. Mm-hmm. And then like by, by their, by the third hour, they're like, Oh, by the way, I'm, I'm now alien Jesus Christ. And, oh yeah. <laughs> and I'm leading the crusade yeah. to do this and that. And the government's out to get me and stuff like that. And it's like, ah, you know, it's like I'm following along up until they become, you know, alien Jesus. Jesus yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, 
And so, or suddenly I have, you know, crazy, crazy psychic abilities. And yeah, I can, yeah, exactly. I can see Canada from, from Texas or, a you know, tremendous yeah. escalation of power suddenly of, of, comes to them or consciousness know, or of the anything. Messiah yeah. complex. Exactly. Yeah. A, a tremendous Messiah complex escalation. And then it's like they're practically trying to start a cult or yeah, stuff like that. Yeah. And, and you know, and let's, let's be honest, you know, most people that start a cult, they, they, they do it to get laid. Uh, and money. And money. <laughs> money. Money and sex. Yep. Yeah. And, and, but, but still, I'm, I'm so glad that most of the people that I've run into have not reached that Messiah complex. No, they haven't. Yet. And the people, uh, Alien Con too as well. I'm like, I'm going to run into a lot of wackos here. Actually, no, I'm seeing elderly people. Believe yeah. it or not, elderly people are at this thing. I mean, I saw I saw you know a couple grandma grandpas in wheelchairs with their with their elderly spouse. I'm like, hello, grandma, how you doing? You know, work that, yeah, yeah awesome. Speaking of the the so, people that went there, yeah, and then then I see then I also saw like some people who I wouldn't even expect to be at this. I saw two young girls, and I was like, these girls look like you know super preppy, you know you know probably sits down and watches you know pretty little liars and thinks it's cute or whatever but like normal average like average people too that's another thing it's a crowd is really diverse like i see i see total i see nerdy people like me i see um just normal everyday average you know joe walking in you know walking in and doing that i see yeah some crazy people who are maybe a little bit fanatics i can see yeah. them there and then i see like families and then i see elderly people so it's yeah, really interesting yeah. there's there's like they had a few uh of the colorful people that really stand out but and though they they were fun they yeah. were fun everybody was fun everybody was you know Everybody was on so the far, same and, page. Yeah, everyone's on the same page. And nobody, well, I mean, about colorful people, nobody, nobody has acted creepy. Yeah. So that's the good news. They, they may be colorful, but they've not acted like stalkerish, creepy, or just I'm going to stand there and stare at you oddly. You know, nothing weird like that. So, um, no, haven't had any creepers, haven't had any incidents. Um, mm. Everybody seems to be doing quite fine. Mm-hmm. Um I, I, even some of the staffers, like I asked, how's your day going? There hasn't been any crazy incidents or anything. And they're like, nope. Other than like people losing a badge and, you know, being upset that they had to pay for another badge. <laughs> nothing, um, nothing dramatic. So that's really good. Because a lot of these conventions, you just don't know who it's going to draw into the scene. Yeah. Yeah. This one, it's, it's chill. Just the first day. You know, I have no idea what to expect tomorrow. Tomorrow could be a completely different yeah, story. Exactly. But Friday was a it was very, very good. It was very good. Yeah. I mean, as, as far as coming back again, yeah, I'd, I'd probably come back. It, it's any excuse to come back and to stay at the the Hyatt Regency, <laughs> which is my favorite hotel. I mean, I come down here for Furrier Fiesta. Now I'm here again for AlienCon. Sure, I got to walk to the convention center, but that it's not that big a deal. No, and the cool thing is just meeting some of these authors and some of these um, archaeologists, I can't say that word, archaeologists um, and world, world travelers and to hear their stories and have them talk to you face to face. That's just really neat. And the cool part is at the panels, after all the panels, they open it up for discussions and they try to get through the crowd to make sure everybody who wants a question yeah, can like get the last, their question. The last 10 to 5 minutes are usually open to questions. Exactly. And if they don't finish, then they'll walk back to their table and there'll be a nice line back at their table. And, you know... And then you can talk to them there, yeah. too. 
But they, uh, the cool thing is, it's not just "Hi, my name is this. Nice to meet you. Okay, bye. Next." You know, <laughs> they don't, they don't do that. They'll sit yeah. there and they will, they'll talk to you. They'll have a conversation with you. They make sure that they can hear from you. Um, David Childress was just walking around taking selfies and um, talking to people about experiences. I mean, he was. I got to talk to him a lot about Israel and um, mm. some of the amazing spiritual things that I felt in Israel, and it was just really neat. He was just walking around to the vendors, saying hi to the vendors, saying. Hi to the fans and he he didn't care he just yeah. you know it's just really really cool yeah, that, he's there for people cool. that's pretty I can, I can imagine some uh executive listening to this and then pulling him aside hey we could have made money off e- that exactly <laughs> but 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 when he himself says no i'll take a photo you know whatever so yeah yeah that is cool but if you want of course the super uber professional well done one then yes yeah, uh, yes exactly it, then the, the prints are definitely one, worth yeah. it because when i got my picture with giorgio um it was like I said, I can't thank Wolf Studios enough. The, perf- the like you get a print, um, and it's some of those nice big print, about the size of a sheet of paper. Really nice glossy yeah. prints. They put um, it in a special clear, sleeve too. clear as crystal. Yeah, and for five dollars extra, you can put it in a sleeve. Um, if not, you can put you can put it in a folder that you brought from home. So they have the option. I always buy the protective sleeve because I totally forget to bring my own folder from home. <laughs> but some people will have their own special. I've seen people whip out an album and stick it in albums. Um, so it's it's up to you whether you want a protective sleeve. Now, one lady, I heard she came all the way from Illinois, and she wanted the protective sleeve so she could travel with it that way. Um, so they have that cool option, but it's very um, customizable. And like I said, Wolf Studios will make sure if you blink in a photo, if it looks completely awful, they will allow you to retake the photo for free. Hmm. That's cool. So let's get into um – Let's, let's spend the last five minutes talking about the the alien agenda at at large. What do you think is going on? Just your opinion, just open speculation. What do you think is happening? Um, I think they're just. I think well, ever since the atom bomb has dropped, I think they're probably concerned about the state of our planet. And I think the UFO sightings, a lot of sightings have been around military bases, have been around nuclear plants. And I think they're a little bit concerned about what humanity is doing with all these bombs dropping everywhere. And they could be concerned because, hey, we wanted those humans to harvest ourselves. <laughs> they could be evil like that. Or they could just be like, these humans are going to destroy themselves and this lovely planet they have been given. Um, so they could be concerned. Um, now, there have been ancient alien episodes where they actually talked about stuff like the nuclear meltdown in Chernobyl, the nuclear meltdown in Japan during the tsunami. And they have actually there have actually been UFO sightings around those areas at that time of destruction. And beams of light have been shining down from those um, UFO sightings, and they said they could have, they possibly even prevented the 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 nuclear spill to be um, like less, like they helped it, like helped it not become worse than it was. It could have been worse, Mm. and um, they said maybe these UFOs were there to help. Um, So I think there there's there could be some more sighting, increased sightings due to um, them worrying about the state of our planet. So I think that's. One possibility. Yeah. The one, other possibility is po- they're just curious. Yeah, they're one just possibility curious. that that I like that sort of makes sense to me is the if they're ultra terrestrials, they're coming in from other dimensions. Then oh, maybe yeah. That's a good the nuclear blast like creates some sort of wave uh, in the dimensional dimensional, dimensional pollution, pollution that yeah. gets into their. You know, like, th- th- we're like pooping in in their rivers and stuff yeah, like that. Exactly. So then they're coming back saying, "Hey, you know, what you do to our dimension? Yeah, you're, you caused a ripple." You're messing stuff up, you know. Yeah. 
quit it. That is another um, good theory. Is about um, are are aliens even from outer space, or are they from another dimension? There's yeah. that possibility too. What do you think about? Because for some reason, the ETH, the extraterrestrial hypothesis, and the UTH, the ultraterrestrial hypothesis, they seem to butt heads. But they I do. think they're on the same page. I think I think that both. Uh, yeah, I think both theories about them being interdimensional travelers and being um, also undiscovered creatures from our ancient Earth. Um, also, or them being from outer space. Then you've got the theory of them being from deep under sea. You've got all those theories together, and I think they all mesh together. I think they're all part of the same, you know, group that you can go in and, and study. I don't see why we need to limit. Um, oh, hey, that's one. The, there's the space believing people in the one group, and the underwater believing people in another group. No, it all kind of goes together, and I think hmm. it's kind of weird that they want to kind of separate that. Yeah, yeah. I mean. The unification theory, it's, it's, it is interesting. It, it is interesting. I mean, it's, have you seen jellyfish? Those things are weird. It's <laughs> yeah, like water jellyfish. and it's like most of it is water and yet it's alive. And that the, is so weird. And, and octopuses and squids. Yeah. They're yeah. like, I think all they water and they're, they're alive. Technically they're not from here. From here. They're from the, yeah. and their DNA or something is completely off the, like wacko. Mm. So it's like, what are they? <laughs> yeah. It, it is. It is a lot to wrap our brains around. So any final thoughts? Final thoughts is keep an open mind um, and, you know, watch the skies, you know, um, you know, watch the forests. You know, like I said, a lot of the a lot of um, UFO theorists, we also are into cryptozoology. You never know what you're going to see in the middle of the wilderness. You just don't know. Um, and watch the skies, too. There's, you know, you know, that's no moon. That's a, that's no moon. <laughs> so you all know what happened to that. So yeah. you just don't know what you're going to see and be ready to record it. If not, make a wonderful memory of what you did see. But, yeah, keep an open mind. All right. And we'll go ahead and end it there. Thanks for awesome. tuning in, kids. Well, we'll thank you so much. Later. Bye.